Morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning Five here on Wednesday, March fourth, twenty twenty. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by the People's Champ, Matt Baxendale. Bax, Buckeye Nation, freaked out yesterday when the news was revealed that Master Teague suffered an Achilles injury at the very end of the first day of spring drills. I think everybody assumed uh, your Achilles injury. You assume ruptured Achilles out for the year, even though Justin Hilliard and Tuff Boyle in the last couple of years suffered partially torn Achilles, and they were able to come back. I think everybody assumed those guys were going to be out. But anyway, now news has started to trickle out that it might just be a strain. What are you hearing? Just your thoughts on Master Teague's injury and what uh, might occur here. All right, so first things first, the Achilles injury is certainly not a good thing. Uh, The comparisons that you gave uh, a moment ago to Tough Borland and Justin Hilliard, we all know they came back, but they didn't come back as anything resembling their full speed selves. Uh, poor Tuff Borland gutted it out two years ago in a year where everybody was just there, – there was no bigger whipping boy that year for Ohio State's defensive problems than Tuff Borland, right? And it really wasn't fair because he got his, most of his step back last year and he was better, right? Uh, which, of course, me saying Tuff Borland did anything well last year is going to cause a certain segment of people to lose their minds anyways. Uh, but the truth is, is that an Achilles injury to a running back is going to severely slow a running back if it's anything more than a sprain. Now – Right now, we don't know that it's any worse than a sprain. It's not like there's just a flat-out torn Achilles. And that's one of those things where sometimes if you rupture your Achilles, it rolls up your calf, and it's really hard to miss. So hopefully that's what we're looking at here is this is just a strain. And bottom line is, though, is, is that uh, if it is a strain, he's still out for all of spring practice. There's no development for a guy who hasn't yet started. And this now leaves Ohio State with their top two tailbacks coming off of lower body, fairly severe injuries headed into the season is, of course, Marcus Crowley and his knee injury. Uh, in a year where the running back depth chart is thinner than we can remember, uh, with the other two players being still Chambers, who barely touched the ball last year, and Mayan Williams, who's a true freshman, uh, you're going to be looking at guys like Jalen Gill, Demario McCall as potential backup options. Heck, Cam Martinez might get a look here at running back because of all the concerns that you have with the injuries. So, Needless to say, this injury to Teague, who's supposed to be your bell cow guy this year, after finishing in the top ten of the Big Ten and rushing despite being a backup, uh, this is this this is uh, officially the biggest position of concern. It's the one we're all going to talk about ad nauseum until the season starts. Uh, so there's our there's our storyline for the entire off season right there. How are the running backs and who's healthy? Let's just hope it's just a strain for Master Teague. We will of course keep the listeners updated on that and. Uh... You know, we'll get a chance to talk to Kevin Wilson uh, this morning after practice at 10.45 a.m. out Washington as well. Um, I imagine he's not going to say very much about it. Now, maybe if it's good news, you could, we'll be able to read between the lines and kind of tell it's good news. So uh, even though they don't talk about injuries over there, you know, there's, there's ways to kind of ask the question. So it's going to be very interesting to see what Kevin Wilson says today, if anything, about Master Teague's status. All right, moving on, I know, because yeah, you made a good point. Even if Master Teague, this is not a season ending, and it, you know, from everything it sounds like, I, I don't want to get too, out, too far ahead of myself, it doesn't sound like it's season ending from everything I'm hearing so far, but it's early. But even if, even if it's not, and he's able to come back, but, 
you know, he's not the same. That could affect a running back, to your point, even more than it affected a linebacker. And you're right. Tough Borland was not the same. He was never a burner. But I think he went from kind of slow to really slow, you know, after the Achilles injury. So, and a running back, you know, is relying on his ability to cut, is relying on his explosion. So that could be, even if Master Teague's able to play, he might not be the same guy. So I know you brought this up on the board. I want you to defend your point here. Zach Evans is still sitting out there, the five-star running back, still sitting out there, 2020 class, unsigned. You think the Buckeyes should go after him. Prove your point. Desperate times call for desperate measures. I understand there's a lot of concerns about the character surrounding Zach Evans, his all-time insane recruitment, but there's also not concerns about how good at football this guy is. And in a year where Ohio State's top two running backs are going into the season coming off potential major injuries, you have to consider it. Now, uh, as uh, the caveat goes, Ryan Day has earned all of our trust, and if he thinks there's a severe enough reason to not go after the guy, then okay, so be it. But I would just like to point out, we've seen, quote, character kids get dropped by Ohio State in recent years that maybe weren't such bad kids. Uh, Michael Parsons, for example, was dropped because he had the audacity to say Dwayne Haskins was better than JT Barrett. Duh. So uh, at this point with Evans, if you're Ohio State, yes, there are character concerns. But on the flip side, he's a guy who could come in and be your starting tailback right away as a true freshman on a team where your tailback situation is more than questionable. And maybe he wasn't worth the risk when you thought you were going to have a healthy Master Teague, Crowley being able to work in behind him, Steel Chambers is an option. You know, that's a different story. Now you don't have a healthy guy. You need another guy. And at the end of the day, we've seen, quote, character concerns from a stud true freshman at running back resulting in Ohio State National Championship in a.k.a. Maurice Claret 20 years ago. So, yes, there are character concerns. But will one player, quote, blow up the program? I think that's a massive overreaction. And, by the way, I think Evans would be massively interested in coming to OSU if he was in a position where he looks at our depth chart and goes, yeah, I have a great opportunity to start. And, hey, he gets here and he acts like an idiot and he doesn't, doesn't do what he needs to do, then guess what? Sayonara. But, again, this is uh, – Unless, unless the, there's things that are way worse than people are letting on about him, I think that the risk is going to potentially be worth the reward here. At least kick the tires again and see if it's an option. Because other than that, you're looking at retreads in the, the transfer portal, and really you have to find a guy who's immediately eligible, and that's something that's not going to be that easy to find at running back. Exactly. I did a story for the site yesterday, and you know I was scouring the portal myself. And 24-7 sports, you, know, you can just do a – you know, you can just get on one of the 24 sports sites like Bucknuts, of course, or you can just do a Google search for Transfer Portal 24-7. It'll pop right up, and you can see the players are in the portal. You can go by position. You can go by ranking, however you want to do it. It's just like the recruiting ranking. So I was looking at it yesterday. I don't see a really good option. I mean, there's guys out there that if they're eligible immediately might be, like a Samson James, but I'm not, he's not going to be eligible immediately. Listeners, he's got some waiver claim that, that I'm not aware of. But then again, it's almost near free agency in the NCAA right now, right now so you never know. But I was looking through it, backs, and I, like I said, I did the piece for the site yesterday. I'm not seeing, as you mentioned, a real good option in the portal. Now, that can change. There could be somebody who's thinking about transferring that wants to go through spring ball first and then ends up transferring, or somebody who's not even thinking about transferring is like, oh, Ohio State might have an opening? Hmm, maybe I'll do that as a graduate transfer. So things can change, but I'm not seeing a good option in the portal right now. No, and a guy like Slade from Penn State might have been interesting if he right? That's the issue you have, though, is, is that if you take one of these transfer guys and they're not eligible this year, you have to assume the situation is largely going to be corrected next year with whoever the fruits of the 2021 recruiting class that are born come 
and then you have all your other running backs back, unless, you know, of course, we have a miracle and Master Teague is able to play right away and has a great season and goes pro or something nutty, right? But assuming all these guys are going to be back for another year, you're not going to need this situation in 2021 and beyond, right? So you have to – the benefit of a transfer running back is literally this season. It's a plug-and-play. It's a free agent play, right? This is the year you need the guy. And unless there's a guy who's immediately eligible, I don't, I don't see any transfer backs who are worth it. That's why I keep coming back to Zach Evans and going, that kid, he could play right away, number two tailback in America, number one player in the state of Texas, right? Something like that. And you know what? All these other big programs are still after him, so he must not be so crazy that a school like Florida that might win the SEC this year isn't considering bringing him in. So I, I don't know. It's, 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 I think the bottom line is it's a crappy situation. That's the, that's the first thing here. But it's also a situation that's the byproduct of us not bringing in enough elite-level tailbacks. That was the concern the entire last recruiting class. That was the concern whenever Bijan Robinson went to Texas. That was the concern when Ohio State couldn't get any of these big out-of-state guys where they were trying to be too picky. Now you need bodies, and we don't have them. And it's going to be just like last year's quarterback class where you had Justin Fields and some prayers, right? And the truth is is that you don't even have Justin Fields in the, this year's comparative running back room. I mean – Steel Chambers is a kid who most people in recruiting thought was going to end up a linebacker, and he surprised us all by staying at, at, at tailback this long, right? Like, the, this isn't like, you know, these kids in this room that haven't played much are five-star kids who are biting at the, at the bit to get on the field. You've got a guy who was lightly recruited in Mayan Williams, uh, who, who OSU flipped from Iowa State, and then you've got Steel Chambers, who was clearly third in the pecking order last year, and two injured guys. And so you're going to be having to hope that you – You know, DeMario McCall is certainly going to get a lot more reps at running back after this injury. If they don't, I'd be shocked. And then you got Jalen Gill, who's a good running back in high school, Cam Martinez. These guys are all more fast, not power guys. And, you know, let's face it, uh, the other effect of this is is that we don't have a good running back. You know who has to run the ball more this year? Justin Fields. You know who don't want to run the ball more this year? Justin Fields. So, (laughs) you know, that's the problem we have. We might as well just go full air raid at this point. And that's a real problem when you're playing in the Big Ten and it's going to be 24 degrees in November in games. And this offensive line, I think, is going to be good at pass blocking, but they're going to be really good at run blocking. So they're, you know, they're still going to need to run the football. You mentioned Steel Chambers. He was a two-way star in high school. And, you know, he was a four-star prospect. He was, a, you know, one of the top 210 players in the nation. Uh, as you mentioned, played running back and linebacker. A lot of people, you know, weren't sure what position he would play. He's obviously a running back at Ohio State. They seem to like him. What an opportunity for him as a redshirt freshman now. In spring, he's the only healthy scholarship running back right now. They only had two healthy scholarship running backs with Teague and Chambers. Now Teague's out for the rest of spring. That Ohio State has said that. I should have mentioned that at the top of the show. Ohio State has said that Teague will miss the rest of the spring, so I do, I do want to get that out there. And you mentioned DeMario McCall will be playing running back, so I guess they kind of have a half a running back there. He was also playing slot receiver. But Steel Chambers, um, you don't sound very optimistic about him. Am I reading you wrong? You know, here's the thing with Steel Chambers. I was in the school of people who saw his high school film and thought, hey, man, that's probably a better linebacker than a running back. And it's not that he's not talented as a running back. Uh, I just assumed he was going to end up on the other side of the ball, but it was he recruited so well a linebacker and so comparatively thin a running back that I think that the number situation dictated he stay as a, as a ball carrier instead of a ball tackler. Uh, that said, you hit the nail on the head. This Sometimes when adverse things happen, people have to rise to the occasion. And the person who has to rise to occasion here is Steel Chambers. There's, there's no other option. I mean, let's be honest. He's the only guy right now. 
the barring barring Run DMC turning into you know the 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 jaw dropping stud running back that all of us hoped he would be and hasn't been so far. Uh, this is Steel Chambers' moment. I hope he's prepared for it because this is his moment. If he if he shows that he can consistently make plays, run in the football and spring practice against an OSU defense, it's better than almost anyone he's going to play all year. Then hey, Steel Chambers has the opportunity to uh, to show that he can be a big time guy. But let's also not forget here, even if Steel Chambers turns out to be a really good running back, your backups to Steel Chambers at a position where you need to rotate guys. We even did this last year with J.K. Dobbins having one of the best years in OSU history at tailback. Master T got so much work that he was in the top 10 in the Big Ten in, in, in rushing yards as a backup. So you need another option. You maybe even need another two options. And Marcus Crowley is coming off of a knee surgery that – Let's face it, nine months after major knee surgery, it's hard to ask a kid to be anything more than just a fill-in, and we don't know how bad Teague is. So this goes back to the same problem of depth, right? So, yeah, there's a scenario where, you know, Mayan Williams shows up on campus and is way better than we all expect based on the recruiting rankings. And, hey, he has some good film, but he's also a true freshman. So, you know, the, even if Steel Chambers turns out to be way better than I thought he would be as a running back, we're in a position where – there's nobody behind him. And, again, this comes back to a, a, a failure in the numbers game, and that's what happens whenever you have a couple injuries that line up. Yeah, Woody used to say you need a pair and a spare at running back, and Trestle, uh, Coach Trestle would pair at that, and that's the first time I actually heard that phrase was um, pair and a spare. Trestle used to say it all the time, and he got it from Woody, of course. Um, and right now the Buckeyes have a, a one. <laughs> They're, they're, they're a couple short of a pair and a spare, but we'll see what happens. And the good news here, Marcus Crowley, to finish the show here, I'm sure people are wondering about him, he, he's expected to be healthy by the summer. He's going to miss all of spring, but he is expected to return before camp begins. It's not like he's just going to be ready. They're saying maybe by the season he's going to be ready. He's supposed to be clear before camp, so unless he has a setback, that's good news. So I, thought he looked, I thought he looked pretty good in a limited role last year. Back. Yeah, I loved Crowley. I'm a big fan of Crowley. Uh, he's a guy who I, I really thought looked like he could be uh, a future starter. He's like a bowling ball rolling downhill. Like, I loved Crowley. Uh, I just, it's hard to trust that he's going to be able to run with the same power and fury when you don't know how a recovery for an injury could go. There's a major risk there. Uh, that's, you know, and then the other thing is, is if you're, you're, again, your top two guys are coming off with major lower body injuries. That's uh, that's a real problem. So I, I hope Crowley gets healthy. If you could guarantee me a healthy Marcus Crowley, I'd feel a lot better about the situation. But you can't guarantee me a healthy Marcus Crowley because he suffered a knee injury in, what, November? So nine months of recovery puts him at July before he's really full go again, and then you're starting camp at, at the start of August. So to me, that's, that's risky. And on a year like this, where you have – one of the top two quarterbacks in America, a beast O-line, a deep set of receivers, a really good defense coming back. You have national championships. We can't have running back of all positions be a risky position. At Ohio State, when you have all the other peripherals, as good as they are around the running back, the running back should be just flat out good. And if you go back and you look at the depth chart in previous years at running back, we've always had more than one guy who could play. And even in years where, you know, like, remember when Mike Weber got hurt in camp when everybody thought he was going to come and play right away? Then he barely played that year. 
it didn't matter because OSU had the depth. We don't have it right now. And for everybody who was mad at Tony Alford and recruiting for not getting enough of the uh, guys in the door here, you're 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 showing your nightmare scenario right now with Teague and Crowley hurt. And you know, call a spade a spade. OSU needed two tailbacks in the last class, and they only got one. And now we're sitting here panicking. And the only way they get two tailbacks in that last class is if they call Zach Evans. And I know that's going to be controversial, but you know what? I can deal with a little controversy if the guy can run the football. Great stuff. As always, from the people's champ, Matt Baxendale, I appreciate it, Bax. You can catch us calling every Sunday on Bucknuts. It is the world-famous Bucket. Thanks again to Bax, and thanks to all listeners out there for tuning into the show. I appreciate it. Hope everyone has a great day. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. Fire, 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 fire,